Welcome to Level Up Chips Battle for Middle Earth 2 Rise of the Witch King. Hello everyone and welcome to Level Up Chips, the little podcast where we talk about anything and everything video games. Uh, I am your host, Michael Gonzalez, and I am joined by my lovely co-host, Max Logan. How you doing, buddy? Fine, I'm kind of hungry though. Yeah, I'm actually getting really hungry. This is kind of a, a late night type of uh, podcast because we've had a lot of things going on this Saturday evening uh, and day just in general. Yep. Um, so I think that for now, I think we should just get right into the news. Yep. Yeah. Um, so right now, uh, Respawn had actually posted something talking about how Titanfall 1 is going to be discontinued. Uh, it's no longer going to be uh, able to be purchased on mm-hmm. the online stores, yep. and the servers are going down March 1st, uh, 2022. Right. And I'm thinking that some people are very upset by this. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, for me, I, I'd honestly have to say, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, In general, Titanfall 2 is just a better version of 1. Plus, it actually has content outside of online matches so like yeah exactly some people might be wondering well why you know the servers can be shut down why would they have titanfall one uh completely taken off the store and it's like well because there's nothing else to do it was all just an online game Mm -hmm. nothing more nothing less um and i'm not that upset about it just because usually i'm you know heaving and hoeing about how um emulation you know you have to make sure these games stay alive we do have physical copies of the game. People are going to modify certain things. They're going to have personal servers so people can actually play the game if they're that invested in Titanfall 1. Yeah, yeah, um, of course. So I, I really think that the game is still alive, but more importantly, I think it's still alive in Titanfall 2. <laughs> right, yeah. Um. So, I don't know, I... Honestly, like, I don't have much, that much attachment to Titanfall at all. No, it's because fantastic. I, I mean, I played two. I played through the campaign that everyone says is, like, the best thing since sliced bread. And I played it. And I was just like, this is good. Yeah, that's cool. I, I guess I played Doom Eternal. I was just like, yeah, let's... I don't get it. I really don't. Like, people never talk about how fantastic that campaign is. Like, mm-hmm. it is... That, I would imagine, would be the one that's, like, the best thing since sliced bread. Exactly. But Titanfall 2, it's, you know, it's a nice little, like, buddy... I mean, the the time travel mission, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. People were like, oh, that's that's amazing. That's, like, the best level in first-person shooter history. I was just like, that was good. Technically, it wouldn't be. Like, it, it is, but if I really had to say, like, the best, like, time travel first-person shooter type of mission would be in dishonor 2 mm-hmm. where you're able to literally like go phase in and out of like present and past time i think that's yeah in Titanfall 2 that's how it is in that one but it's really neat because you literally have to like yeah. sneak around and everything yeah yeah it's pretty much the same thing like there are like guards or stuff in the past there are like enemy monsters in the present that you can avoid and Pretty cool, but pretty like, cool. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. But even then, I feel like there's a lot of things where I'm like, "Hey, Dishonored kind of did it better." Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of Dishonored too. Don't get me wrong, but they had their moments with their levels where it was just absolutely fantastic. Um, but otherwise, we we do have uh, one last little thing of news. I know it's a little bit short, mm-hmm. but um, Paper Mario, the the N64 Paper Mario, is coming out. December 10th for the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack. Service, yep. So I am really looking forward to that. Did, did, did you ever play that one? I did not. Not really? No. Mm, no. Plus, I won't be able to play it until I get back home from break. All right, or that, for break. So. Yeah, with all the final stuff, he doesn't really have his Switch on him. So. Yep. Uh, Just so I can focus. But, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to playing it for the first time. I obviously know what happens it's been a while well yeah i I know there there's a lot of things that happen i'm just curious like do you remember like a lot of the story like all the beats not all the beats i just know like the premise 
All right. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a Paper Mario game. Right. It's pretty it's, simple. It's a very, very good RPG system. Hmm. I mean, very beginner-ish. Yeah. Obviously, it's it's Mario. So. I mean, it, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I feel like the, the Mario and Luigi series, though, had, like, the best complex Mario RPG system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... <laughs> Paper Mario has always just been kind of that easy going. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga is one of my favorites. So Bowser's Inside Story always gets me, always does. Um, but yeah, I I'm very excited for that one. It's been forever since I played that, just like full way through. And there are some of my favorite moments in Paper Mario history in the first one, and I really cannot wait for you to see some of them especially this one guy tubba blubba mm-hmm. um weird name fantastic story absolutely right. love it well we'll see all right um so the, let's get into the the fu- you know middle the the meat of the sandwich the main topic meat of the sandwich yeah is, is that the right term or phrase? yeah get the yeah the the meat of the podcast of the podcast yes. yeah, yeah just anything all right, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, so with the game awards approaching, approaching, coming around, um, at the moment we're thinking, why don't we talk, you know, a little bit about some of the categories that are part, part of the game awards. And we talk about some of the games that we think are deserving of these categories. Uh, but instead of just going into those categories, looking at their nominees and saying, oh, you know, I've only played three of these games um and the rest of them i've never played so i guess this one wins by default um instead we're going to be doing the games that we've played this year uh and you know if a a game came out in 2004 and this is your first time playing it well that's technically a new game to you Mm -hmm. so this is what we're trying to do and i I think that this would be a a pretty neat look at how Nice little exercise. Yeah. Is everything going o- good over there? Is yeah, there yeah. Kind the of a... stand's just kind of You know, the stand, yeah, yeah. Every I'm just going to have to hold it. There we go. Is that is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the first <laughs> the, the first little section that we have at the moment is uh, best narrative. Yep. And I'm just curious um, – what did what did you put down mm. for best narrative? I put down Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Oh really? Okay. Yes. Uh, what what made you say that one? Well, I mean, uh, I was discussing this a little bit earlier, um, not in a podcast, just outside, off the record. Uh, I. So it's my belief that, you know, how a lot of cyberpunk stories tend to focus on, you know, the dangers of uh like capitalism like late stage capitalism Mm -hmm. yeah like with cyberpunk 2077 it has that subtext obviously yeah like it has all the normal tropes of one of those stories but at the same time it focuses more uh, more so on identity and uh just like figuring out who you are i mean you're effectively on a death timer through the game yeah you're pretty much yeah in the narrative because like obviously they aren't going to cut your time short by killing you randomly i honestly thought that might have been what they were going to do what they were going to do and i was very scared very scared yeah yeah a few games do that uh some of them very well others uh most of the time not good at all very bad but yeah uh cyberpunk is really unique uh i really liked let's see keanu reeves character like that's way different than what keanu reeves is usually typecast as he's just like johnny silverhand is just an a-hole that just sits around he's like ah he just gives like his input whether you want it or not and, and it's usually very very just vulgar mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's fun I it's mean. always a fun time yeah i was gonna say this is like one of his roles where he says the most words he's ever had right. in a in a like a, a performance mm-hmm. um and that's where it is kind of just a little daunting 
at some points for me with Johnny Silverhand. Uh, mostly because, yeah, it is fantastic. But every now and then I'm like, that's really how he just talks, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just like, yeah, he has a kind of weird voice. He has a certain cadence mm-hmm. to how he talks. And in a certain way, I, I never, I guess with all those short lines that he usually has, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it's just him, whatever, you know, like nothing too crazy. But with Johnny, it's like full conversation. And immediately you're like, oh, that's what he's just like. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What about you, Mike? So so for me, the, the narrative was uh, actually this one game that came out last year, um, and I finally got around to beating it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Yakuza Like a Dragon. Oh. Um, that one is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that you've been playing through it. Um, you're probably about like halfway through, I think. Uh, um, roughly, like I judging guess. by the chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was finally able to beat it, and I gotta say, I, I absolutely love the uh, relationship between uh, Ichiban and his friends. Friends, yeah. that he has for his you know party members. Right. It's really wholesome. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, but. I will not lie, it does get to those dramatic moments where you are, like, sobbing by the end, mm-hmm. and it's really sad. And then at the same time, you will have those, you know, sad moments, and minutes after, you're like, all right, let me head over to the arcade to play some uh, Virtua Fighter. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, let's go. <laughs> oh, well, we have a, we have a, <laughs> we have a, a turn-based battle against some uh, otakus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one of my favorite stories was, uh, so you can talk to your party members at like this bar yeah. to, in order to, I think it's like increase their just bond with you. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite ones was with uh Nanba who is literally his job designation is homeless guy. Woo. And, uh, he talks about how he drank this super expensive drink at the bar when, nobody else was around he's all like oh what am i gonna do like i can't pay that back and then later on the owner is there's like a whole thing and the owner's like yeah i just keep that up there for like rich people to look at and give me good reviews after i give them like a sob story about it and then yeah that's what yeah i'm starting to remember because like namba yeah he drank a little bit he was like oh yeah, yeah, like, I'm just gonna sneak, like, a little sip, and then, and then he, he just like, drinks the whole thing. Yeah, no, it was, like, oh, yeah, no, it was, like, buttery smooth. Mm. It was so good. I drank the whole thing, passed out, and then was, like, oh, God, what did I do? Mm-hmm. And then he snuck in, like, some crappy, like, liquor in there. Swill in there. Yeah, yeah some swill. And apparently that's just what it was originally. Yeah, it was just, like, the label that convinced him it was better than it was. Immediately. And that I think that was the best part about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. The the placebo effect of just thinking, it's so good. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, this is what, this is the legend malt. It's the legend. (laughs) I I love it. I absolutely adore that game and the, the party members and just how, like, wholesomely loyal yeah. Ichiban is to the rest of his uh, uh, party. party. Yeah. Even if they do, like, maybe some questionable stuff every now and then. It's like, oh, but they're my friends. Yeah. It's that kind of, like, One Piece Luffy effect. Where, yeah, people just want to help him, I guess. Just want to help him. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what makes it such a great narrative. There's just so much about it where you get so inspired by the end mm-hmm. that you're like, I can do anything in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later on you realize, oh, wait, maybe I can't. <laughs> Uh, Maybe I can't go beat up you know, random I, people I, in the streets of the baseball I take it back. This bat. game gives you false positivity. Um, and <laughs> Stay negative, people. Yeah, stay negative. Never buy the game. But actually, please do buy the game. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. All right, so let's move on to the next thing. So so the next thing is uh, best uh, narrative. Best art direction. We just did narrative. Wait, yeah, sorry. What, what am I doing? I'm so sorry. Yeah, best art direction. That's what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. Okay, how about you go first this time? So, so for me, it was actually the game that came out uh, in March uh, or April. I can't remember right now. Uh, Returnal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Returnal is basically this game where you crash land on this alien planet. And um, it's really neat because at first you, you can't really find these aliens. You're like, oh, wh- who are these? And it gives you that like alien vibe. 
you know, yeah. like the movie Alien right. or um, Prometheus. Mm-hmm. It's just that great architecture mm-hmm. of these aliens that, you know, were came around from ancient times. And you're like, oh, my gosh, it's beautiful. You know, it's absolutely scenic. You have mm-hmm. these beautiful plants that glow in the first biome. And they glow and follow you. And it's this light blue hue. And it's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous when they go around you. Mm. Um, when it comes to art direction, it's just jaw-dropping half the time. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, for me, mm. the art direction, f- the best for me this year. Uh, that's got to go for Guilty Gear Strive. Okay. Which is... Uh, the most recent fighting game made by uh, Arc System Works, uh, obviously in the Guilty Gear series. Oh, yeah. Uh, so with, I think it was Guilty Gear Exard, uh, they created this like 3D, this 2.5D art style <laughs> that makes it so that the, the characters like move at like, what was it, 28 frames per second? So it looks like they're actually like, animated it looks like an anime kind of yeah it looks but, more anime but the action is obviously all in 60 fps so it's still like a coherent fighting game it's an absolutely wild time yeah honestly and then it, with strive it's like the peak of that visual style i i remember with like dragon ball fighters i i remember thinking like oh so it's 2d right no, and it's 3D. After a while, I was like, hold on, they're, they're doing a lot of things that look like it's 3D. Mm. It's 3D? No yeah. way! Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, with Strive, they just do, like, crazy things with it. It's absolutely insane. I think every time that I look at the, the Arc System's, like, art design, mm-hmm. um, I, I start thinking, you know, like, the I can't believe it's not butter. Yeah. But I can't instead believe it's, it's not 2D. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but with Strive, it's more obvious it's 3D. There's, like, more camera angles. Yeah, the, the camera angles are much more apparent in that one. Um, but nevertheless, it's it's just absolutely beautiful looking at it. Right, exactly. And on top of that, all the characters look way cooler than they ever had before. Like, before, they kind of had some unnecessary stuff added onto them. Like, a lot of them had, I don't know what, what to call it, like, kind of cape-ish stuff. Oh, okay. Where it was, like... It'd, like, be from their waist. It'd just be, like, tassels that come down. Uh, Not anymore in Strive. It's just kind of, like, it cuts all the unnecessary stuff out and keeps all the essential parts of their designs. That's good to know. Yeah, I've been thinking about possibly getting it if I I was able to get a good deal. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm a a good fighting game fan. It's just, I don't know, in a certain way. uh, Yeah, Strive is a... It's just not my forte all the time. Right, exactly. Um, so yeah, no, I think that that's a really interesting thing. So why don't we get into, uh, the next part, which is audio design. Mm -hmm. Um, what did you have? Uh, I got Tetris effect. Oh, I mean, to be fair, I played it last year, but like I played it again on the switch. I was like, that's a completely different port. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, just in general, the music and the sound effects and all that stuff. I mean, it. it's one of those games that's like, this game is best played with headphones. You're like, yeah, right, whatever. And then you're like, oh, okay, I need to play this with headphones. You need to play it with headphones. Yeah. It's like, it just immerses you in the game. I mean, when you set down all the blocks, like, it plays different notes in the song, so you feel like you're part of it. Yeah, that that's always been the cool thing about Tetris Effect. Really, the fact that when you put down the blocks it mate it meshes mm-hmm. with the song to make it sound like the blocks dropping make the music it's like on beat with everything right yeah of course uh, i mean i don't really have much else to say about it it's, it's so tetris effect a lot yeah. of people know about it and so, a lot of people praise it yeah I'm... so um for me the the best audio design is and this is the final time i'll you know use this one it is uh returnal mm-hmm. um because yeah i i had the white headphones the ps5 ones on yeah the pulse and everything felt like it was right next to me hmm. like the 3d audio design was unreal with this one and half the time when there is an enemy on my right 
I knew it was there, and I could dodge in time to uh, get out of the way of attacks. Yeah. It was fantastic. It, everything about it, and I, I will admit this game, I, I'm going to almost go a little bit further instead of just talking about audio design. Also talking about controller design. Oh. Because in a certain way, the audio mixes in with the controller vibrations. You know, with, with the, the PS5, they have that feedback type of feel. Oh, you know, haptic the feedback. Haptic feedback, and the, the rumble is just absolutely insane. It's like, you know, Joy-Cons on a, a next level. Right. Um. So with this one, it has that same thing of like with Rain – when it's pouring down, you can hear it through the controller. Hear it through the controller. You can feel it in yeah. the controller. The patterns just everywhere, random places on the controller. Um, and then when you have the secondary uh, uh, weapon at your ready, because every now and then, like when you use the the secondary attack, it needs to recharge. When it recharges, you can hear it, but also you feel it. It's a certain like I don't even know how to describe it in a certain way. It's like kind of pulses in your hand for just a second where it's almost like something that stopped breathing and all of a sudden it's like <gasps> it's just gasping for breath mm-hmm. it always feels like that with your controller and it is wild what it does yeah exactly um and i i think that in a certain way we aren't just gonna have to look at audio we really are gonna have to look at what the controller does with the the feedback Hmm. and reactions maybe that could be a part of what audio design is too yeah maybe but uh hmm. i guess we'll move on to our next topic and this one this one's i think going to be a little bit quicker uh fighting Uh, games fighting games yeah uh what did you have uh can you guess okay i put guilty gear and i think he did too yes i did okay um (laughs) honestly that's like the only new game that i played uh recently yeah and, you know, I would say Smash Bros., but again, I played it since the very beginning, beginning. the same, you know, the day it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can't really say anything else about it other than this one is just, you know, Guilty Gear Strive is fantastic. I yeah. played a bit with Max, and I was very impressed by what they were able to do with a side, you know, a, a 2D fighting game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, it's way more beginner-friendly than the other Guilty Gear games, which are notorious for being difficult. <laughs> uh, there's still, like, fundamental mechanics like Roman cancels and dusts and all that stuff that people Way wouldn't know about head. yet. Just going over your head. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, expected. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let, yeah I mean, that, <laughs> when I started, I was like, what is that? Like, what does that mean? And... Yeah, like I had to learn numpad notation and all that. I don't know the the way you said it made it seem like you were like, yeah, sure, Mike. Mm. I I predicted that of you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most people don't. <laughs> so like, I just assumed you'd be the same. All right, that, that's so fair. yeah. All right, all uh, right. Yeah, I mean, in Guilty Gear Strive, the damage is really high. So like, if you're good at it, you can end rounds, end matches in like thirty seconds. It's a very fun one yeah it's fast paced uh i mean there are certain characters that are pretty annoying um oh yeah 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 like the one i play may yeah Uh, (laughs) the one that made me stop playing the game because he just kept spamming me with projectiles they're not projectiles i don't know i call them projectiles because it's like full-on long yeah yeah it's uh it's a charge yeah, that that's the right term. Charge. Yeah, right. I mean that's what she's saying. In it fact. sucks. Yeah, but uh <laughs> yeah, uh I mean Guilty Gear Strive, good game. Uh a lot of combo variety too, because of the Roman cancels. All I'm saying is it's a fantastic game, but if they ever were to hear me, I think the scrub quote tweets uh, uh would definitely have Yeah, yeah, some they'd of the be stuff. crawling all over Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. But anyway, May sucks. Moving on. Um, <laughs> going multiplayer. Best multiplayer. Um, I, I think that... What did what did you have? I put down Chivalry 2. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. I was actually thinking you were going with Monster Hunter for that one. Hmm. Well, I, had, I didn't really play it online that much. 
like with randoms. It was okay, most, that's fair. It was mostly local, but no, that that does make sense. I guess it is like local multiplayer as well, but hmm. yeah, you know what? It's a tie between Chivalry Two and Monster you know, Rise. And and why why Chivalry? Because it's just like this. I mean, because you can have like forty people in the same match. I think like sixty even. Whoa. You, it's highly impersonal, so it's like you can't really get toxic with people. I think that's the best part about and, some of those like multiplayer games that recently they've realized maybe maybe voice chat that, voice chat's a bad idea. I personally believe just chat in general among multiplayer people is just going to create toxicity, and that's why Splatoon Two is still a fantastic multiplayer game in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, for chivalry, it's just like it straddles the line between being a super serious, like medieval battle simulator, and then you have someone playing like, the loot, <laughs> playing the loot, or like you can get onto catapults and have people launch you like further into battle. Usually, you just end up getting killed when you land, but like, <sighs> but that's that's wild. Mm-hmm. I, I I do agree. I think that if I were to play the game, I would have. Like, I think I, fun time. I think I killed people with a jar once. Like, I just threw it at them and they died. You're really tempting me, actually, to get this. It's a... Yeah, I, they, I think they added a new update where they up, updated, like, the brawling mechanics so you can, like, punch people better. No way. No way. <laughs> I think they added a game mode just for punching people. I'd be cool if it was, like, in a bar or Yeah, yeah, I think that's something. what it is. It's in a tavern. That makes sense. It's a, I, bra- it's a bar fight. I'm actually cool with that. I think that's, like, the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then for Monster Hunter Rise, I guess you got that one? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I was going to say it's a tie between Monster Hunter Rise and uh, Golf With Your Friends. Oh, Golf With... Uh... This is a game that, you know, it, it has came It came out a while ago, but um, this is my first time playing it this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our, our good friend Nate, he uh, actually suggested this one. I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And it was a great time, actually, to just chat, mm-hmm. play some mini golf, get a little bit tilted um, every now and then. And found a troll level. Found a troll level that I'm not going to say the name of it. Yeah, it's, um, it's it, obscene. Yes, it's vulgar. But uh, but <laughs> still a very fun one. And I, I love it. Honestly, it was just one of those games where... If I were to, you know, just chat with friends, have a good time, it's the easiest one to just do that with, do that yeah. with, do whatever, and just play some mini golf, mm-hmm. uh, which I may add, Nate, uh, get good. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like that phrase, but yeah, buddy, get good, get good. You suggested it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then Monster Hunter Rise again. Uh, I think we can both say this. It's just a fantastic game to play with friends, too. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit less on, like, the talking side. You know, you can still do that, but really you're focused on hunting those monsters. It's a fantastic cooperative experience. Of course, yeah. And I, I just – I don't even know how to describe it. You you just play through it. It's a very fun and fast experience, unlike most of the, the Monster Hunter series. Yeah, yeah, it's um, – very loose this one is very like quick to engage you in these quests uh the beginning does have a lot of tutorials but this one specifically i, I do remember as soon as the tutorials finished i was speeding through killing all sorts of monsters just mm-hmm. hanging with my brother because he's in uh japan and he's just you know we're, we're, we were able to play it like he was just right there next to me yeah, yeah. uh the servers are phenomenal Right. So, in a certain way, I, I can't complain about this game. This was, like, almost going to be my game of the year uh, when it came out. And yeah, I just exactly. kind of had that weird effect of I stopped playing and stopped thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like Animal Crossing where I was like, oh, I don't should know how. should get into it. I should get into it. I just don't know why I haven't. And mm-hmm. I just stopped trying to get into it. Right. Anyway, um, the the next category that we have, we have two final ones. Um, so, okay, whatever. Yeah, okay. Um, we have best RPG. Okay. 
And what 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 did you put down for this one? Uh, it came out last year, but I played the majority of it this year. Actually, no, but whatever. This is like one of the few RPGs I've played. Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, which came out in 2020 of last year. I remember because I was like, oh my god, they're releasing Xenoblade again on the Switch and it doesn't look horrible. horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it... Oh my gosh, it looks so bad on the other consoles. It's it really like isn't as bad. It's like comparing the One Punch Man webcomic to like the manga that was released. They're completely oh. different, except they have like the same story content. It's the same that. story, yeah. Except it's just refined. It just I guess it just looks like the anime, but whatever. I was gonna say one uh the guy, the artist one, he uh he has fantastic stories. It's just his artistic skills ability are, are not that, that great. Mm-hmm. I even I, I looked at the Mob Psycho manga actually recently. I was like, "Wow, mm-hmm. huh?" Yeah, they I just, guess I guess that's why they go crazy on like making the anime look. The animes are wild. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so Xenoblade Definitive Edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it adds a lot of quality of life improvements, like being able to have fashion sets. So you don't have to look like some monstrosity when you have optimal armor. I'm not going to lie. I've seen some of the like armor just regular. I'm like, oh, God, why would anybody just wear, go, that. wear that instead of just having a t- regular outfit? Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. I mean, has all the same stuff as Xenoblade originally does. Like, the scale is absolutely, like, incredible. I was gonna just say it's sense of scale and for for the most part, I'd say the game is like a one to one like s- scale for for uh, the Wii version of Xenoblade. I mean, know? yeah, it is. Yeah. It's the same exact map and everything. It just looks prettier, but great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the battle system is like one of the best I've played. It's oh, nice. God. It's yeah. simple enough to like for people to get through the game pretty easily. But it's also deep enough that there's a lot to learn if you want to get really good. Some of the hardcore fans can really go wild with this mm-hmm. game. And Xenoblade 2 and X are a whole other story, but like... That's another thing. Can of worms. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, uh, anyway, music is great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's another thing. Music is fantastic. Uh, the characters are all really enjoyable. Except for like a few, but they don't they don't overshadow the rest of the cast. Like the party has a really good like dynamic going on. Yeah. Uh I mean the story kind of starts out generic. It's just standard bad guys attack your village. Time to get revenge. Yeah, time to get revenge, but it evolves into something so much more. Like I'm so excited. Yeah, actually, because I'm I'm playing it right now at yeah. the moment. Yeah, we're at. Like say Toral Marsh, so yeah, so not swamp that far. area, yeah, not that far, but still like a good good amount, quarter of the way yeah, through, yeah, like quarter of the way through, it's pretty mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, honestly, I I almost had that as my best RPG, best RPG, but I again decided to go with a game that I have completely finished to say, all right, <laughs> it's fantastic. Yakuza Like a Dragon mm-hmm. had such a great rpg like system i mean it's nothing in comparison to xenoblade because xenoblade has i think possibly the greatest rpg system ever battle right next to like chrono trigger maybe Mm -hmm. um but z uh yakuza yakuza has such a great way of adding humor Mm -hmm. to party you know the the combat uh especially with some of the moves that you can do, some of the people that you can uh, pay to help out. Yeah, there's in a, some of the fights, some of the summons. Yeah, the service called Pound Mates. Yeah, uh, Pound Mates is a really fun time. It's it's just like the stand-in for the summoning. Yeah, like, you, you basically RPGs. like call them in to help you out in a fight, mm-hmm. and you pay them for that service. Except um, for the first time. First time's free. First time's free. Um. And yeah, the, the the party and class system. Class system is fun because you go into one of those like work agencies for a job, and it, that's your job. Yeah, so like your class is just like Ichiban's. Um, like, I want to be a, a hero, 
Yeah. And they're like, that that's not a job, that, sir. They're like, whatever. And that's his that's his class, a yep. hero. Mm-hmm. Um Same. <laughs> Nanba's the the homeless guy. Yep. Uh what what was it? Uh Adachi. Mm-hmm. He was a police officer. Yeah, something like that. I mean yeah. he had a baton and Yeah, I was gonna say the the way that I used him. I, I had his class as a foreman. Yeah, but that's what um, I have him as. And uh, Psycho. Yeah, Psycho. Yeah, um, Psycho. Yeah, Psycho. Um, I have her as an idol as mm-hmm. a class, and she's the healer. Yeah, healer and buffer. She and... just kind of, like, does her little, like, chant, you know, like, her songs, mm-hmm. and it heals us. It gives us strength. <laughs> For um, Nanba, I had him as a musician. Yeah, for Nanba, I, I had him as a bodyguard, actually. Hmm. Uh, it was kind of weird seeing him almost like Majima. Yeah. Like, he kind of just looked like Majima with the eye patch and everything. Right. And knives and all that stuff. And it was it was really fun. I gotta say, it is basically just a ter- typical turn-based RPG game. But because of the unique flair that it has in its, you know, many different factors... Mm-hmm. It just kind of pops out. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like strangely realistic. Like, oh, like, like. I mean, like attacks, attack wise. Like, they're things that people would actually do to, like, hurt other people in some sort of way. In a certain way, it's things that people can do in real life. Yes, exactly, and in a certain way. I know uh, one of my friends didn't really agree with me, but I've always really said, like, I was with my brother, we were talking, and we were saying, the Yakuza series, if it goes with this turn-based, you know, RPG system, it kind of does feel like like a Mother Earthbound mm-hmm. type of feel. Not in the same way of, like, kookiness, yeah. but I'm looking at, at it more almost like a parody of real life. Because like in Earthbound, you'd have like a, a like garage sale picket sign, Mm-mm. and you could put it anywhere in the world. You could literally be in like the darkest, like desolate cave. You put in a, a garage sale sign or a yard sale sign, and someone will pop up and say, "Hey, I heard there was a sale. What are you selling?" Mm-hmm. And you could just sell anything. Right. Exactly. It was the funniest thing, and I was like, "Yeah, that's about right for the you know American system." Mm-hmm. Um. And and that I feel like Yakuza does the same thing of just kind of like laughing about Japanese culture and yeah. just real world things. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably one of my favorite side quests was the one with Nancy the Crawfish. Nancy the Crawfish is the best. If you, I I, I may not do a summary, but it's pretty much you save a crawfish. You from... save a crawfish from a man hoping to eat it. Yep, and then it becomes a summon. Yeah, you for just a second you were like, "Oh, it's his friend," and you accidentally chucked it in the river, and uh, you're gonna go save it. And he's like, "No, I wanted to eat it," <laughs> and you're like, "Wait, no, no, you, you I'm gonna I, get you like some sushi or something." Yeah, and then don't don't kill it, <laughs> and you have to fight him, and you get the summon. Yeah, um, and yeah, this... I would recommend honestly just all the side quests mm-hmm. for Yakuza Like a Dragon are fantastic because they've condensed it into 50 side quests instead of the usual, like, 180 that they have. And because of that, all of them are great quality. Mm -hmm. I can never complain about it. Right. Honest to God. Hmm. Yeah. Um, And we have... Actually, I just realized... Would you want to possibly skip music to get into the game of the year stuff? Yeah, sure. Let's yeah. Do that. Okay. Um, so, what did you have for game of the year? Hmm. Well, uh, among all the options, I'd have to say Xenoblade Def- Definitive Edition. I don't I, blame you. I mean, it's like between Bloodborne and Xenoblade, those like switch between my favorite game, just, just whenever I feel like it. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, I feel I, I I'm in a Xenoblade mood today. Xenoblade has definitely one of the best RPG like ga- battle battle mechanics. systems. It is getting close to for me to say like Chrono Trigger might have gotten beaten, dethroned, dethroned yeah. because I absolutely loved at the beginning of Chrono Trigger 
where you could do like those slash attacks and it would matter if enemies were close to each other yeah to get like an area of effect type of thing mm-hmm. by the end game though it was just oh all enemies can just get like absolutely smashed by you by one move yeah exactly you know the area of effect was the whole screen mm-hmm. um and i don't see that so far with xenoblade it actually looks like you have to move around and that's like a core gameplay mechanic yeah yeah meaning it's something that i wish more games had mm-hmm. in general i get, you know what i just realized there's something similar between xenoblade and bloodborne they both like have a pretty simple premise at the beginning it just evolves into something like way bigger than that. The nightmare continues. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just like ah, uh, Bloodborne's just like ah, oh, I'm a werewolf. Ah, uh, at the at like first two hours, and then the rest of it is just like Lovecraft. It's so good, so good. And he's also playing that. Yeah, I'm playing through both of them right now. Actually, mm-hmm. I, I've heard a lot about Bloodborne. I couldn't get into it because I was not good. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I am good for some reason. And I don't know. I'm loving it. I'm loving Xenoblade and Bloodborne right now. I also got him into One Piece. Yeah, so. he is just turning me into, like, mini-max. Yep. Um, <laughs> so that's something. Right, exactly. Um, my game of the year was Metroid Dread. Yes. That's actually one of the nominees for the Game Awards, and I'm praying to God, that or whatever wins. higher being, that it wins because... It is so good. I mm. have gone through the game probably eight times. I have gone through the game with hard mode. I have played it through normal mode. I have done you know the the fast times for hard and normal. I've done zero percent runs for normal mode, and I'm almost done with hard mode. But I can't bring myself to do it because it is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Because it's literally one shot, one death. You know, yeah. just dead. One shot, one kill. One shot, one kill type of uh, crap. And it it's frustrating. Yeah, That's yeah, what but, it comes down to. It's but, frustrating. But other than that, right. Fantastic. That's mm. the thing. I've put myself through this pain because of how much I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for those who don't know, Metroid hasn't had a new game since, what was it? Or a new 2D game 2D since game 2002. One. 2000. I want... Fusion, I thought it was two. two. You're right, yeah. two, because they keep saying it's 19 years. Right. Yes, two, you're right. Mm. Fusion was fantastic, and Dread adds so much to the gameplay. I mean, it is just like the acrobatics of Samus are fantastic. The the quick little like flashes and like counters that yeah. you have to do, so much fun. They're very intuitive, and every boss is just kind of like a, a puzzle boss. And you really, and again, I, I know I've definitely talked about this before, so I'll just say, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Play the game. Buy it. Buy it. Buy it. Mm-hmm. Do not do anything that is illegal or else I will come for you. And that is not a threat, but it is still a very ominous way to say it. Just don't do it. Just don't. Do not just, emulate. Just buy. Just buy the game. Buy the game. They... If you want to see more Metroid, buy the game. Buy the game. So that's, I think, what we have at the moment. Um, the The last thing that we really want to talk about is The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, which is... is our game of the week. Game of the week. We right. picked that out of a random wheel, and yeah. it was pretty fun. So I think one of the most impressive parts about this game, right, mm-hmm. is that it was created in 18 months. Like, after Ocarina of Time release and was a success... I think it was Shigeru Miyamoto came up to Eiji Aonuma and was like, hey, make a new Zelda game in, like, a year and a half. And they were like, oh, okay. Yeah, and then they reused a bunch of assets. From and, Ocarina of Time. And made, a like, a fantastic game out of fantastic it. Fantastic game. Arguably better than the than the game it like, got, took stuff from, but... It's very arguably better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the coolest thing and the craziest thing is the fact that this game essentially started, pioneered the Groundhog's Day genre of video games yeah. that we see today. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this year specifically, 
there were like three different Groundhog's Day type of yeah time games loops. like yep. Returnal, Death Loop, Twelve Minutes, or I, I think that's it. Twelve it? minutes. Twelve minutes. There are so many games recently that have just decided. By the way, once you die, you come back to the the start, the beginning of the, of the beginning game. of the game. Mm-hmm. And with this one, it's really cool because yeah, the moon it is crashing down. And um, you have three days to stop it. Yeah. So basically, you're going through all these places. You're doing everything. You're going through the dungeons, and you're trying to you know get these things to stop it. Um, and the cool part is, you really have to learn what everybody is doing not only in the town i think this is like the first game that like has actual like schedules for npcs yes Mm -hmm. this is true this is the only game that really has like a schedule based or the first game to have a schedule based thing for npcs and it does something that to this day, like, Deathloop pretty much has that same idea. It's a first-person shooter with, like, Majora's Mask ideas. The only problem with it is really the fact that it's small. Mm-hmm. It's really small. If you really look at the size of it, I was able to beat it in, like, three or four days with the whole Majora's Mask effect. Um, because it had, like, objectives and all that stuff. Majora's Mask, they don't really tell you much about it. They have this little notebook that you have. But for the most part, it's huge. Mm-hmm. It is. It just says, go save these giants, I guess. And then and then, you pretty much have to just, yeah, go around. There's many side missions. Mm-hmm. And every side mission is very, very unique and mm-hmm. fun. Um, I, I mean, I, I, if you're going to go into a relatively hard but absolutely fantastic Zelda game. This is the end-all, be-all. Right. Uh, another thing about it I really appreciate is it's got a, like, darker tone. Because, you know, the moon's about to crash and everyone's it's very dealing with their own mortality. Uh, but also, what was it? Um, it's really silly at points. Yes. Like, the, the soldier that you can find in Akana Valley who's just sitting there, he's like, ah. He's all I've been like, and shit. Yeah, he's like, trying to, I've been trying to call help for, like, years now. Like, you can see me? All right, then, here's a mask that makes you, like, invisible to enemies. Like me. <laughs> and he's like, okay. <laughs> I was thinking of, uh, what was it, the, the Goron that's freezing in the mountain area, and he's like, I just want the rock meat. Mm-hmm. And he says... Oh, rock me, cool. Here's this frog mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's oh, it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just really whimsical, but at the same time, it's... I think the one mask side mission that always sticks with me, just in terms of, like, memorability, mm-hmm. it isn't, like, some of the other ones that people go for. Like, I, I'd say, like, the hog mask is cool because, you know, yeah, like, with de- the the... Deku Butler. Uh, Deku Butler. He's like, you remind me of my son. And sure enough, Majora Mask, uh, uh, Skull Kid, basically turned that kid the butler had into uh, your mask. Killed him. Yeah, killed him. <laughs> and now you have his basically like persona mm-hmm. uh, just as a mask. Right. And it. I didn't oh, mean for wow, that. Wow, it's just like Persona 5. <laughs> persona, persona 5, take off the mask. <laughs> no. Um, no, that. But. Uh, that one is a fantastic one, but the one that I always remember is basically there's this robber, okay? Oh, right, yeah. The, and the you're bomb. basically, yeah, you're just kind of like going around. This old lady has this bomb bag, and she's like bringing it over to her shop and stuff. And then all of a sudden the robber snatches it, runs off, and you basically have to stop him uh, to, to get the bombs and – you know, if you hit him, he'll just drop him and be like, all right, forget it. Yeah, run. with a sword. Like, and you know, just get out. And If you hit him with an arrow, though. Then the bombs blow, blow up. up. And he just dies. And she's just like, okay. Okay. Th- thanks, but like. I, I don't know what to reward you with because you didn't really help me. <laughs> um, But if you do help out, you do hit him with the sword and the, he drops the bag. She'll be thankful. She'll give you the bomb mask. Which is one of my favorite abilities because 
it literally just blows up in your face. You have a bomb for a like face. Yep. It blows up and you get hurt by it. <laughs> Except if you block with your shield. Really? For... Yeah. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. I yeah, just thought I had to just, take You could just block with your shield and you take no damage. Man What? <laughs> Come on. I mean anyway. I love this game. Yeah, Honest it's... to God, the stories in it are so, like, still, like, impactful to this day. The system is something that is so influential. In my own opinion, it's just a little bit more influential than, like, Groundhog's Day. Right, yeah. In its own way. It's like Groundhog's Day did that, but, like, I don't think that's what they looked at. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, the Japanese people were like, Bill Murray, Legend of Zelda. I don't know, maybe. Maybe they did. Maybe Eiji Numo was, like, hot. Bill I watch Mur- this Bill Murray movie. Let's do a game like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I can't even imagine just like A.G. Del Numa being like, <laughs> Bill, Bill Murray, Murray, and then just made the like <laughs> masterpiece of a Legend of Zelda game. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, there isn't really much more to say about Not it. Not much to say. All I would say is it's coming to the Nintendo Switch Online expansion packs uh, at some point. Yeah, eventually. I'm looking forward to that. But otherwise, I'd recommend um, playing it on I N- mean, a regular N64 for the 3DS, for the – what else? I think GameCube had it. The yeah, Wii, GameCube the Wii U. Yeah, Wii, Wii U. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, it's – no matter what, it's – or you could do the old thing where we said don't do it for Metroid Dread, but you can do this now because technically Nintendo is not making money off of this game. Um, you, you could you could be a pirate like Luffy. Um, and the Straw Hats. And the Straw Hats. Be like the Straw Hats right now if you want. It's justifiable. It isn't just- I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know... You could say yo ho ho. Yeah. I'm not saying anything else. I'm not saying emulate. I'm just saying you could be a pirate. Yeah. That's all. Mm-hmm. Wink wink. But anyway, um <laughs> I think that's that's all I have yeah, for, for now. This podcast. Um, yep. At the moment I'm thinking that this might be the final podcast for the semester. We'll be back next semester. Um, next season and uh, this is just a little bit of a thing for all those viewers that that may not exactly know uh cm life is starting to go into the limit the limited series type of episodes where basically um episodes are going to be not like these 11 episode things it might be a five to six uh episode type of uh series mm-hmm. and these are going to be sm- shorter smaller 20 to 30 minute uh, episodes and they're going to be really focusing in on certain topics and if you people are listening to this and you're thinking i want to get in on this too uh, come over to the office come over to see me i'm the podcast editor mm-hmm. and uh you know maybe maybe this could be fun maybe you want to talk about like all the rpgs uh in history yeah. and maybe that may not be a limited series but i like your gumption yeah exactly so do do whatever you want just come to me pitch an idea Let's make this work, people. Right, yeah. But uh, for the time being, thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm Mike Gonzalez. Signing out. Max Logan. There we are. Okay, I was like, (laughs) come on, buddy. (laughs) I I said my name. I'm Max Logan. All right, thank you. Uh, But thank you so much, and I hope you have a great holiday.